God, I'm already tired. I mean, uh, this is kind of late for us. We've been recording pretty early in the well, day the last couple episodes. If you're not from SoCal, um, I, I mean, it's probably hot everywhere, but if you're from anywhere that's not here, you are not aware that we've been having, like, 90 to 100 degree days with, like, an 80% humidity going on. Which I know is not as bad as some of you, but that's... Wait a second. Hang on. This is nope, I'm scared. <laughs> yes, okay, we always do this. And I'm Alexa. I'm Ella. Okay, continue. <laughs> okay, I know that's not bad for some people, but this is, like, really bad for SoCal. It's hot, it's humid, it's like the East Coast or the South. Either way, it's not fun. Well, and you should know that we Californians know that we're wimps when it comes to weather. Because for the most time, most part of the year, we do have pretty, pretty great weather. weather. Yeah. So when it gets not great, we really hate it. Yeah, like, exactly. If it gets under 60, we're like, this is so cold. I'm getting my coat. And then if it goes over like 87, we're like, oh my god, I hate this. <laughs> so we only live in 7 degree, wow, 7 degree, <laughs> 70 degree to like 84 Yeah, and it comfort rains zone. been more than a week straight. Too, oh, yeah, people like, get really sun. sad when there's like too much rain, but I'm like, I'm good. I love rain. We don't really get it, so. So, welcome to the Californians. (laughs) Well, hopefully. Yeah. 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 This is part two. Part two. Part two, part two. That's a full Josh thing now. That was a SpongeBob reference. Oh, God. Of course it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you need a recap of everything? Oh, let's just do an easy recap, yeah. Um, well, everyone's dead. Yes. Um, well, I mean, I kind of will go back into things to recap as yeah. I'm talking about stuff. And I mean, some people probably are listening to these back-to-back and or, are tired of us or talking. Or also people just know these cases and yeah, they're just like, I fair. know. I know what happened. Get on with it. I hear you. <laughs> we do talk a lot. We know. Uh, but... We like to. It's kind of us catching up, and I'm sorry, this kind of comes with the podcast. Yeah. I'm, I refuse to change. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing this for us. Yeah, because we wanted to make sure we could do it exactly how we wanted to. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this one yeah. is just for us. If you're here, thank you. I We're hope so you're happy enjoying. to have you. I really hope you're enjoying it. We put a lot of effort into this. Yeah, a lot of late nights on Reddit rabbit holes. Well, I haven't been on Reddit since, um, the, I, why did I look up? I was on for Don't Go Into the Woods and Mermaids, but that, I think You were on Reddit for Mermaids! Yes. And you said you went down so far that you found Ted Bundy. Are you trying to make a joke here? No, I'm trying to remember what your joke was. I just said that I was going to do a deep dive into Ted Bundy so that I was going to find, so deep that I was going to find mermaids. Okay. <laughs> so, if that's the case, I did a deep dive into the Manson family, and so deep, I found mermaids. Which, speaking of mermaids, <laughs> thank you for doing this. So, a little update to our mermaids episode. Some girl on Twitter thinks that she found a mermaid in Nashville in a lake. No! <laughs> 
It brought me flowers. It. Oh the god. Lake? It's not. It's not a thing. Um, In Nashville, nowhere near the ocean. <laughs> no, I mean when you watch the video on Twitter, you can definitely see that it's just a girl with a tail, but she's of like. And then she even says on the video that like. Anyway, I can't find it, but she, she in the video she talks about how. Like, she was sitting in her car, and she was, like, straight up looking at this girl in the water. And she's like, nobody else seems surprised. Everybody's just sitting here looking at her, but it's a mermaid. And I'm like... Oh, my God. But, like, at one point, like, she, like, dives back, and the tail... Like, she goes like this, and the tail goes... <laughs> like, it's like a piece of cloth. Um, <laughs> and then, like, underneath that, she posted the... Like a video of the one I showed you, where the scientist had like been. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, (laughs) it's all wrong. It's all fake. (laughs) She's fake. The video's fake, probably. This girl wasn't even like (laughs) pretending to be a real mermaid. She's like, I'm just gonna put on this tail. I I think the girl that was she was filming probably was just like, I'm just gonna go have fun in the lake today. Yeah. Also, it was a lake. Not an ocean. I mean, maybe there are lake mermaids. Maybe. I don't know. I highly doubt that, but... I mean, we've got lake monsters coming up next, next week, week. And uh, mermaids are not a part of it. Mm, surprisingly enough, right? Right. <sighs> but I thought that was funny. Like, I was just watching it going, Girl, what? You don't know about fake tales? <laughs> I think their, like, fin fun tails are so cool. I mean, I think they're pretty. It'd be kind of fun to have one. Also, I think I read something about there being a mermaid school that was supposed to open up in Nashville soon. So maybe she was practicing. There's also one in Florida. And there's a mermaid bar in San Fran. I mean, there's no shortage of jobs for mermaids, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For everybody else, but not for mermaids. Yeah, not for mermaids. Mermaids are available, I guess. I could jump into more banter about my week, but let's be honest, this week's been heck of scary. Yeah. With the mail. So much going oh on. Oh my god, I just can't even... I, I have, like, I, I'm in this, like, loop of I need to be on social media and then immediately regretting it when I go mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Like, it's not even like I see a bad post, I just... The fact that I'm on it again, I'm like, I can't it's do this. It's just, like, everyone screaming at each other over text or whatever. <laughs> I just don't know. Don't like it. Not Ugh, a fan. Not a fan. And everybody's like chugging away for November, and I'm like, that's still not going to be the end of things. Why can't people just be nice to each other? Mm hmm. Like, just be kind, please. You don't know what people are going through. Yeah, honestly. Like, we need it right now. Honestly, that's what we need more. We need more empathy and more, like, human... That sounds bad. Human sacrifice is what we need. We need to appease (laughs) the The gods. gods. (laughs) Content. Stars. Not Not today. (laughs) Uh, No, I think people just need to, you know, get out of what things do for them and just do things for the betterment of humanity. Yeah. Because this shit's getting crazy. We're in week, I mean, not week, we're in month five of this, and I I work in customer service, and I still have people coming in every day without wearing masks on. Like, guys. And I'm an introvert. I do love to be inside, 
But I will tell you, I'm getting tired of it at this point. Yeah. There's only so many things I can do in a studio apartment. Exactly. If people only just so buckle much, down and wear the fucking masks. Yeah, only so much TV I can watch. And I love TV because that is the job I'm going into. I can yeah. watch a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so this podcast has been a bit of a savior because I get to just... Do something else for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Although I'm looking up morbid and macabre things. <laughs> So you know there's what? that. We're into this kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I've also been in like quarantine, lockdown, probably one of the longest in the country for most people. Maybe we've been, done it since early March, like yeah. the first or second week well, of March. I work at Disneyland normally, uh, not now because it's closed. But they closed early March. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that the whole like Washington area closed down a lot earlier, and I. Don't remember when New York started locking down. It was Washington, then New York, then us. But I started quarantining before LA County did mm-hmm. because Josh had his school classes suspended and I didn't have work anymore. So we just, it wasn't that we were choosing to do it, it's just that we didn't have yeah, that's just any happened. other way to, anything else to do or where places to go, so we stayed here. Well, Mom got sick, like, a week or two before lockdown went mm-hmm. into effect, so we were just home. Well, she thought she had COVID, Which but she, she did didn't. not. Yeah, she's had both tests. She doesn't have it now, and apparently she didn't have it, ever. Which is kind of scary. Which means I've never had it, which is so weird, because I see so many people on a daily basis. Yeah, uh, but you're good, I guess. So. We're, I mean, we're safe, for the most part. Yeah, we're clean. So, up to health code. Normally we try to keep a lot of the real world out of our episodes, but I think that this week's just been extra yeah, pressing down on everybody, at least me. Yeah, so, feel your feelings, it's okay. So, sometimes we have to talk about it so that we can keep going. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll just jump in then, right? Yeah, more depressing. Let's do <laughs> I, it. Yeah, it's about to get real <laughs> sad, because we're going to talk about how Charlie got so fucked up. Even though, after everything happens, they interviewed his mom, and she said he had a perfect childhood. Okay, anyone who says that they had a perfect childhood is lying. She said that um, every female around him doted on him. Which is just such bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't need to know anything about him to know that that was fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my first line is, Charlie had a fucked up life. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. it. Most serial killers did. But um, he was born November 12th, 1934, which makes him a Scorpio. <laughs> well, you're... I finally have found one person, because usually people post all of those, like, zodiacs of serial killers, not that Charlie is one, but, like, I've never had any. Although, no, Ted Bundy's a Sagittarius. Because he was saved by day. He was born, no, he was born four days after me in the month, but of course much earlier than me. Yeah. I am not old. (laughs) He would be really old. He was, like, I don't know, he was born in the 50s, I think? Because, yeah, wasn't he 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 on trial in the 70s? Yeah. So okay. he would have been like 20. We'll talk about this in November when yeah, it happens. For my birthday, because I love Ted Bundy. All right. So I'm so, the amount of times I have fallen asleep watching a Ted Bundy documentary. Yeah, there's. Yeah. Or the same ones repeatedly. <laughs> Netflix um, has got like, what, two? So many. And then they've got the Zac Efron one. 
Yeah, and the Zac Efron one. Which, yeah, shows how disturbed I am. I fall asleep to documentaries about serial killers yeah. and Law and Order. Yes, SVU. and Law and Order. <laughs> Killer well, And documentaries Trumpeta. about animals and stuff, too. Yeah. Ah! Oh. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, Charlie is a Scorpio, which honestly makes sense to me, because, mm-hmm. not that I'm, like, I'm, wanna do, I do wanna say that I am not a huge horoscope person, I think they're yeah. more fun than anything else, and I do think that if people have traits that kinda do coincide with things, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was born at the very end of the Scorpio calendar, so I have a lot of Sagittarius in me as well. I think they can show a lot about a person, but not the, like, daily horoscope shit. No, I don't believe in those. I don't even... Those are all bullshit. I don't even, like, mess with them, because usually they're just... It just seems like bullshit. But you'll find your path today. Or watch out! There'll be trouble. Drama ahead. Avoid Chinese food on Wednesday. <laughs> um, but anyway, because, you know, Scorpios are supposed to be very... Hide their feelings. We're apparently supposed to be really um, good at manipulating. Mood. We have um, issues with loyalty and feeling betrayed. Um, okay. And various things. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff yeah, that yeah, yeah. I think does, per- like loop back into Charlie for mm-hmm. this stuff, but the amount of times I've seen people bash on Scorpios for being crazy killers, and how many times we're not involved in giant, <laughs> you know, cases is about us the same thing. <laughs> um, okay, so Charlie was born to a 16-year-old, and he had... Ooh. Um, and he had no name for a while. Like, they called him No Name Maddox. Like, his first name was No, his middle name was Name, and then his last name was Maddox. Hi, I'm No. No Name Maddox, which is suck. Like, name your child. Bird Box Part 1. What if, but they had boy and girl. Like, that was better than No Name. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then she did eventually name him Charles. Um, his mother was in and out of jail, and I did get some of- She's 16! Yeah, this was the family he was born into. Oh my god. Um, I did get some info from another podcast, Morbid, again, um, and then I have, like, so, so many sources again, like, this, the same book, various Wikipedia pages, a lot of different magazine pages, like, a biography page. Damn. I went- yeah. Um, so then, yeah. Um, so his mom was in and out of jail a lot. So Charlie moved between a lot of, like, homes and foster families, mm-hmm. but, like, never was able to stay in one that yeah. just latched. Um, so then this, I didn't really backtrack it, but Morbid told me it was true, and I liked the story. So apparently she once traded him in a bar for a pitcher of beer, and then oh. they took him. Oh my god. And his uncle had to go find him. <laughs> what? Um, so yeah, the family was... I know he's awful, but like, this poor kid. You Like, that's what they say. Like, you can feel bad for the kid that was in there mm-hmm. that didn't get the things that they needed. Yeah. But it doesn't excuse anything they do later. Yeah. Which is the thing. Like, I think every person, child, deserves to 
be born into a place they feel safe and they feel loved. Mm-hmm. And it's very sad when people don't. Yeah. Their actions, there's a reason, but there's not an excuse. Yeah, like, there's a lot of ways that you can look at criminals like this and be like, well, of course. Like, they didn't know any better. The life they had did not set them up for success. Like, of course they they fell off mm-hmm. the grid and they did this. Like, doesn't make anything different, but I can yeah. understand. Exactly. Um... So, yeah, his family was all, like, when he was born, he they were already in the criminal business. And all so right. he just kind of got raised into it. Um, he was, like, truant at school a lot. And he even, like, he lit fires, which especially, like, he lit his school on fire. Oh, my God. Um, and he did petty theft. When he was 13, he was sent to a boys' school run by Catholics, which was... Ugh. Super strict. Ugh. So he ran away and lived in the wild for a while. Oh, God. Um, There's so many... Okay, because you say he's raised in crime. They were doing, like, auto theft. Yeah, they were, like, stealing cars. Yeah, I know you're talking about that, but immediately my brain goes, baby with a mob boss. No. I know that's not what it is, but that's the picture in my mind. And then he's raised in the wild, and I'm like, okay, so he lived with wolves? No. Like, <laughs> you know, I was watching Z Nation and there was a kid on there that was literally raised by crows. And so he cawed. I love that. Like, he spoke in cause. It's so interesting, this show. I love this show. I'm really sad that I slept on it for so long because it doesn't exist anymore. It's just... Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also happy that I found it in quarantine. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it. And yeah, he lived in the wild for a bit. He committed, um, like, robberies. And, okay. And he was caught multiple times, but he was shown leniency by the court. And he well, was he just... Well, he was a kid, so I get it. True. Um... And they sent him to another boys' school. That clearly didn't work out the first time. Mm-hmm. He joined up with another boy, and they broke out. <laughs> took oh took a gun and stole a car. Oh, Jesus. How old is he at this point? He's, it's like, he's probably like 14, 15 oh, maybe. Good um, He went on a spree. Oh, they went on a spree of, like, robberies and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And were caught again, and he was sent no to shit. a different reform school. What? Why do they think this is a good idea? Clearly it's not. I think that, like, especially back then, I think people really wanted to try and keep people out of jail when they were young. Yeah. Which, I mean, I understand. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, everybody just gets thrown in jail. Yeah, that's... Also yeah. a problem. There needs yeah. to be a bit of a to middle the ground. the opposite problem. Um, my, I mean, if I think if he had, like, been taken in by a family and shown how you the know, life love. is supposed to be, mm-hmm. maybe he could have been saved. Probably. Um, but, but, but. But, 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 but. So this boarding school that he was sent to was apparently real bad. Real bad. Why didn't you just stay at one of the first, like, two or three that you were Because that was also bad, and I don't think he expected that one day he'd end up in this place. Okay. Okay, because now he's in a... I mean, also, this is a school full of teenage boys always, that are Always criminals. a bad idea. What? They just said all the criminals here? school. They're trying to fix them. That's a bad idea. Um, so yeah, rape was normal there. 
As well as beating people. No! Um, I hate that. It did say, like, he ran away from here 18 times. And, and he just always got, got sent back? And got sent back. Well, I mean, I don't think he made it very far maybe this time. Maybe. I um, mean, I imagine that there would be higher security since it's a reform school. Um, yeah, but I, th- I didn't really get into this, but it did, s- I think that Morbid did say that he was raped, and that at one point they did catch him raping somebody at knife point. What so the hell? this also wasn't a breeding ground for reform. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, he, I guess after the 18th time, he did manage to actually escape, but stole a car and got caught and drove it over, like, he got caught driving the stolen car over state lines, which now made that a federal crime. Okay. So if you steal a car, stay in the state. <laughs> um, so n- cause, because when they did, they caught him that, he had to go to, like, actual jail now. Mm-hmm. Because that's a federal big, crime? bigger. Um, so then he spent... Um, he came out when he was 32... Of full jail after okay. various things. Jesus. After all of that. And he had been um, imprisoned for over half of his life. So, like, 16 years. Do you years. think prison would be better than the reform school? He asked to stay in the prison. He oh. was, like, happy, like, walking around the yard with his guitar. And he was like, I can stay in jail. if. I mean, he gets food and shit. I, well, I also just think... Being in jail that long, you don't know anything else. how to handle the world anymore. Mm-hmm. You haven't had to manage money ever. Yeah. You know, especially for him. He's never had to manage money. He's, He's never had no to figure to out him. bills. He's never had to figure out finding somewhere to live or getting a job. Oh, how I would he know? That. How would he know? Yeah, and he's got no one to help him. Yeah. So, he asked to stay, um, but they said, too bad, you served your time, gotta go. GTFO. steal another car, man. Um, but when they did release him, they did say they didn't think he'd make it very long. Um, yeah, well, I mean, most people don't. They just get thrown back into prison, because our prisons aren't about reform. They're just for about, locking you up for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, it's really just not good. Not about changing you as a person for the better. Oh, no. God forbid we do that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, he made his way to Hayton Ashbury, which is a crossroad in San Francisco. Okay. Um, at the time, it was a, like, hippie mecca area, but now yeah. it's a gay square. Oh, yes. I know exactly where yeah, that is. I knew you would know it once I said it was... The gay, gay square? A gay square. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's lovely. There, There's these legs that hang out of a shop window that have been there forever. <laughs> it's so it's, weird, but I love it. And it's also kind of hipster, at least back when I lived in San Francisco. It probably still is. San Fran's hippie. So, I do think it's probably similar to how it was then. It's just now for queer. Mm-hmm. Um... Rainbow and, uh, sidewalks and whatnot. I don't know if there's rainbow sidewalks, but it is, they it is definitely full of rainbows. Oh yeah. Um, well, you know, milk and everything. Yes, exactly. So here is where he met Mary Bruner, um, and they. She wasn't in the first one. She wasn't part of the anything. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, she and him got married. Oh. And um, for a few years, they traveled up and down the West Coast in the. Um, VW bus that, that they had converted, nice. and they were collecting followers. 
Oh my god, they're starting a cult. Like, they don't think it was that way, but um, they ended up living with, like, 18 other girls. So it was, like, him and, like, 18 girls. Oh, that sounds dangerous. And they were calling each other family. I mean, props to her for being cool with that. Yeah. But, I mean, this was also, like, the hippie era where everyone was free love and people didn't have labels and they were all flowing with yeah. their stuff so super high on drugs um so yeah some of the people he got were patricia linda <gasps> patricia! leslie susan so, so everyone responsible in the crimes besides I mean, there was Tex. more and then lynette from which everyone ended up calling squeaky which i'll get into later Okay, so we've got Lynette, who's squeaky. I mean, I just put out some of the bigger names, because there was a lot of family members that had nothing to do with murders. They were just part of the family. The cult. Yeah, it's Um, a cult. So then, Charlie took some of his beliefs from the process Church of the Final Judgment. No. But twisted the message a bit. The church believes that Satan would one day be forgiven by Jesus and they would come together to judge humanity at the end of the world. That's what the church believed. Okay. Um, Charlie, though, told his Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. (laughs) Yes. Why would... Why would we say that they would... I'm confused. Okay. Continue. So, Jesus... Jesus. Jesus. It's better than Jesus. Alright, so Jesus forgives Satan, right? Mm -hmm. And they. Do they like fuse into a meta being? No, I don't know because I didn't look up the church because they're wacko. Um. (laughs) And two, if anything, I would imagine that they, like, walk in hand, hand in hand, down a field, and tell people they're a dick or they're going to heaven. I don't know. <laughs> that was what came to my mind. They were like, no, yes, no. No. Okay. And then, like, Jesus would just point a thumbs up and they'd float up into the sky and then <laughs> Satan would be like, bum, bum, bum. And then just a hole would drop underneath them and they'd fall into hell. I, does this work for you? <laughs> Okay, can I Yes. Because I know all about this church that I looked up very hard. No, I didn't. That's just, I was like, Church of Final Judgment. That's good enough. I don't need to know anything else. I mean, else. they're judging people, but it's the end of the world. So, like... I think it just means that they, like, at the end of the world, they judged everybody left. Yeah, to deem whether they were good or not. I don't know. So, take with that what you will. Okay. I love the whole idea. <laughs> that's that's my own personal take on this situation. I love situation. it. It's great. Looking nothing up about the church. Okay. Yeah. Um, Charlie told his family, however, that they were the reincarnation of the original Christians. And he was Jesus. No. And the Romans were the man. You know, the, the quote-unquote, the man. The man. You know how in the 70s they're like, man, the man is getting you oh, down. Yeah. It's really the establishment, but yeah. he probably was like, the man. The man is the Romans, the and they're trying to bring us down and stop our plight, whatever. I don't know. I, 
So that's what he was telling Mormons everybody. Mormons don't exist anymore. But at the time that Jesus did. Like, he was, you yeah. know, creating analogies. Uh-huh. You're my apostles. I'm Jesus. The man is the Romans. That's so weird. What? <laughs> All um, right, let's just, let's power through this. Um, he Save did even tell the them that he remembered being crucified and started going by the name Charles Willis Manson, but he'd say it really slowly. Charles Will is man-son. Charles Will is man-son. Basically to say, my will is, is Jesus. Son. Like, son man, of man. Son. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. So son of God. All of it was just to reiterate that he was Jesus. Jesus. No! <laughs> no! Yeah. Bad shit crazy. With King Arthur, like, what if someone just tried to go reclaim the throne of England? <laughs> King Arthur. Long live the king. <laughs> the queen would say, fuck off. Yeah. She's been there forever. (laughs) No one's going to take it from her. Wasn't Philip. Nope. Not any of her children. No, definitely definitely not. Definitely not Kate Middleton. So, (laughs) good luck, fellow King Arthurs. (laughs) You won't make it very far. Uh, So, okay. In 1968, him and Mary had a son, which they named Valentine Michael Manson. It's a very hippie name. But they all called him Pooh Bear. That's cute. I know. Morbid, the Morbid Girls didn't really get it, but from someone who grew up with Winnie the Pooh, I'm just like, of course you called him Pooh Bear. So I think the Pooh um, like show was coming out in the 70s, mm. too, so I feel like that just was mainstream. I hate that, because I, that's so cute, and I don't want to think that something... Okay, well then just think about how the fact they named him Valentine. I... Valentine is bad. <laughs> he was bad in the City of Bones. I don't like that name. He's always, like, such a Dracula character for, yeah. me for some reason. Yeah, Valentine Michael, too. Like, that's also a very popular vampire name. Yeah. Stop naming kids this. <laughs> Mike is not. Mike is, like, a dad name. I don't really like Mike either. I also don't like Mark, because every time I was in class as a student, they'd be like, Mark your paper, and everyone would turn and be like, Mark? Pointing? (laughs) And it was like, this is not even a funny joke. (laughs) But I feel like Josh probably would would have been one of those guys. I was like, yo, Mark? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Probably. Uh, All right. So at the time they were traveling and everything... Charlie wanted to be a really well-known musician. Like, he wanted to be this the L.A. celebrity. Well, he had his guitar in prison, and then he went to Terry's place. Well, I'm going to get there. So yeah. It comes in. But he wanted to be a musician real baddie. Baddie. Real baddie. <laughs> real bad. He Neither was... of us can talk. It's a little late. I can't talk ever, so. That's fair. Um, but he was doing the damn thing, or at least trying to do the damn thing. But he also had, like, a, he believed he was better than he was, I guess. Yeah. Um, he did meet, um, the Beach Boys. Oh. So, and we all know they had a lot of shit going on with them, anyway. Yeah. Um, he later claimed that they had stolen a song from him, which they had. They had, um, had him record... One of his songs called Cease to Exist, but then they re-recorded it and named it um, Never Learn Not to Love, 
which is a stupid title. So there's just a song floating around by I mean, you Charles can Manson. find Charles Manson's songs. Like, I think if you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the girls have a scene where they're looking through trash, and they're singing his songs. Like, if you look up Charles Manson songs, you can listen to them. I don't like that. <laughs> Scary. No, no thanks. Not for me. Um, so they did record one of his songs, and they didn't ever give him credit for it. It's just a known fact now. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, yeah, he... We all know the Beach Boys are a little fucked. Yeah. Think about that when you're not surfing. <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> <USA>. <laughs> um, so yeah, he never really was able to get anywhere, and he kept failing to get, um, record deals. Experts yeah. now have looked at his music and said he wasn't super original in, like, the music part. Um, he had a good guitar beat, but that was kind of it. What was weird mm -hmm. was how hostile his lyrics were. What do you mean? Like, um, they all kind of had threats in them, and it was threats that were still going to happen rather than people saying bad things that happened in the past. So he's like, I'm gonna do this, or this will happen. It was like, you're gonna get it yet. Like, it's gonna cut, like, it was always like, something, like, something's gonna get you, or I'm yeah. gonna get you. It was all really just blatantly targeted. That's so creepy to look back on after you know what happened. Well, and especially since he was a folklore musician. Oh, of course. So he was like a folk song, like a folk musician yeah. singing about how people were going to get punished and be in pain. I mean, he thinks he's Jesus, so... <sighs> Um, so anyway, Charles Manson has been labeled by music experts as a moderately talented amateur. That's such a ouch. sad name. It's just, ouch. It's like, good try, buddy. Right, participation award. You, you, you're alright. Right, gold star. Like, if he was alive today, I could see him being, like, a live musician in coffee shops. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a, that's a fairly accurate description. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one way or another, they ended up at uh, Spawn Ranch, which was a retired Western film set. Neat. Um, that's and, really cool. I'm so mad that it was used for that. Like, there, you can look up the movies that were filmed there, and then you can kind of see the stuff. Did you figure out where they got the bayonet from? I'm guessing from here because it did get brought up later. Okay. Um, so they were able to live there in exchange for work because the owner of the ranch, Mr. Spawn, was old and blind. So um, he will have no idea what's going on. Well, and because Manson made girls have sex with him, too. Oh, what? His favorite was Lynette from... And squeaky? Yeah, they called her Squeaky because every time the guy would touch her, she would squeak. I hate that. I don't know why you want that to be your name. I hate that. So That's so uncomfortable. But, I mean, giving Lynette credit, like, she got to stay in the house and, like, sleep in a bed and have TV and everybody else, like, just slept on the ground outside in a campground. So, like, wow. it's not that I'm condoning her actions, but at least she was trying to get the better cut of the yeah. deal. Um, 
And I'm also not shaming her for that. Do yeah. what you want. Do what you gotta do. I don't care. Right? That's what. As long as you're is. being safe with yourself. Feminimum. 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 It's like a feminism new... is supporting all women's decisions. all women's decisions. It doesn't. You don't have to live the same life, and you don't have to agree. But it's their choice. Right. You want to take your husband's last name? Go for it. You know. I mean, I'm gonna take my husband's last name, but that's because I don't don't like, like my last yours, name. Like yeah. So. <laughs> um. So yeah, they regularly were romantic. Ugh. Ugh. He was like 80, and she was like early 20s probably. I really don't like that. It's a bad image. Yeah. Um, then the Beatles came out with their the Beatles album, also mm-hmm. known as the White Album. Yeah. And the whole family became obsessed with it. Oh, of course. Okay. Um, surprising. Charlie had heard of them before, but he thought he'd be more famous than them at some point. <laughs> Which, I, maybe, he, yeah. maybe, I don't, I still think there is probably people who don't know about Charles Manson, but know the Beatles, well, so. I, yeah, I feel like it's just because we live in LA, we heard of him a lot, but I still feel like a lot of people know who he is. I feel like a lot of people do know, but I do think more people know who the Beatles are. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he did make it big, though. Not just not in the way he wanted to. Yeah, be. just not in the way he wanted. So they believed the album and especially the song Helter, Helter Skelter, Skelter was the band's way of talking <laughs> directly to Charlie. Um, that doesn't make any sense. Nope, it does not. But they were all high. <laughs> they believed that the Beatles were talking about an impending race war. That was supposed uh, to sweep the nation. And that they had elected the family to preserve the worthy from the war. Well, that doesn't make any sense! <laughs> where, where is this thought process coming from? Well, consider that this was all happening in like 68, 69, that they were like planning all this stuff out yeah. and committing crimes. Like... The civil rights movement was, was actually like, going on at the time. Yeah. So, and the 60s were also bad shit crazy. Like, akin to yeah. today, just as crazy. Yeah. 60s were... The summer of 69, that, you know, that mm-hmm. song, 69 was fucking insane. So, I mean, it's not weird to think that maybe there could have been a race war. We could do a whole ass episode based on 69. Nice. There's just so much. Nice. <laughs> um, so, I don't think it's weird that they thought, but I think it's weird they thought the Beatles knew that, and that they were There's talking to, to the family. Yeah. Never met them. Doesn't know anything. But. So the family started using um, the code Helter Skelter anytime they talked about the race war, or the Beatles talking what? to them. What? Um, In the hell? So, what Charlie actually believed and convinced the family of was that black people were going to rise up and dominate the white people in a huge race war. I... I don't even know where to go with this. I just... Yeah. I think he was real scared of the Black Panthers. Uh... He must have been a really charismatic dude to get people to believe the shit he's saying. Yeah, I don't know. He he doesn't do anything for me. Black people are gonna overpower the white people. Because you know, there's a, a race fair war. ratio of black 
to white people, first off. Yeah. And they, you know, hold all the power. I I can't. (laughs) I... Ugh! Okay. So, they plan to use the murders they were going to commit to start the race war going. Why would they want to start it? Like I thought I know they were just supposed to protect people. So during the trial, the prosecutors would say that the murders they chose were people that Charlie did consider to be pigs because they wow. had more than they needed or whatever. I don't really think. I don't know. Um, he thought this would incite um, black people to start doing stuff and also show them how to do it. And uh, he was really derogatory about how he said things. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Um, they then plan to create an album of songs, um, which would be subtle like the Beatles and would trigger the start of the war. Okay. Um, white people would start being brutally murdered by black people and the rage would just kind of steamroll. No. No! Yeah. They figured that the black people would triumph in this war, but need a ruler after. Because they were going to fight this war, win, and then have no concept of how to keep going without another white man coming out and ruling over them. No! Brain can't even form words! Well, keep going, because it's still not done. Alright. Um, so, when, after the war was done, the family would emerge from bunkers they had made under Death Valley, and Charlie would be king. King of the world, or just, like, king, king of the U.S.? King of black people, maybe. I don't know. I know. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> thinking right. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? I know you're high, but that's not an excuse for all this. No. It's just bad. It's so bad. This I mean, whole plan that they had, and they tried to dispute it later, and I'm like, no, because you actually talked about this all over the place. Yeah, you didn't try and hide it or anything. And, like, I didn't expect him to be racially woke or whatever. Yeah. But this is insanity. Okay, well, I didn't put it in the notes because I didn't think I needed it in the aftermath, but, like, in jail... Charlie did get into, like, a group of Aryan supremacists. Aryans were the, 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 the better race that Hitler thought. You know, the white people. Oh, of course. So, uh, that just shows you where Charlie was mentally. Great! Nazis! Awesome! And now there's Nazis, Nazis again. again! Um, so this album they had planned was supposed to be greenlit by Terry Melcher. Did they actually write this album? I think so. I think that's why they're songs. Uh, Um, uh, uh. So he had even (laughs) planned to come to the ranch to hear some of their songs. So they got the whole place ready, and they cooked, and then he never showed up. Douche. And then he moved. So I think that's why they targeted his house. Like, I think that's the real reason behind it, that, like, like, Terry fucked up the plan to get the album out there to start the race wars. So, less random than even last episode suggested. (laughs) So yeah, his place was intentional, but what about 
Um, I really have no idea about the LaBianca one. I don't know. I think they were just maybe he knew they were wealthy. Maybe. And so, because they were wealthy and Charlie wasn't, he was like, they deserve to die. There's a limit between, like, wealthy, like, having things that you want, not just things that you need, and, like, you know, being Jeff Bezos or whatever. Well, I think for the most part, the LaBiancas lived a moderate life. I think Rosemary had money, but she wasn't using it. It was getting saved for her children. Exactly. And and I think it was used in their death to cover the debt of her husband Mm -hmm. afterwards and then given to her children. Yeah. But I also think there's a difference in how a rich person lives their life. Exactly. Like, you can have a lot of money, but if you're a good person, you're still a good person. Like, being rich does not determine your your morality. That's the better word. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to get into the investigation now. Alright, so and this starts so okay, yes, the investigation, investigation <laughs> starts so the, the morning after the Tates died. The Tate house. Mm-hmm. Um so Mrs. Chapman, which was the housekeeper. housekeeper. Yeah. Her her real name's Winifred and I like it. It's Winnie. That's cute. Winnie Chapman. She was the one to find everybody, but Oh, gosh, Chapman. It was bad. Yeah. So she was running late, um, and so she got off the bus, but she was, she met an acquaintance at the bus, and he decided to drop her off, like, right near the gate to the house. Um, and when she got up to the gate, she immediately noticed that the phone, like, there was a, a, a line down. Oh, shit. But she thought it was a power line, so she was worried she wouldn't be able to get in the gate. But she pushed this button on the gate. Oh, that so they didn't opened. even need to climb through the hedges? There was an easy button that just opened the gate. These people are idiots. Don't see the screens. Don't see the buttons. Thought the fence was electrified. Yeah. Um, fucking idiot. So then she makes her way up the driveway, and she does notice Stephen's car, that, and that, it, that she didn't know the car. Well, because the car was forward, right? Closer to the gate? Yeah. Um... Because he'd driven. Like, closer. It was not, like, it was kind of up by the house, but not, like, directly by the house. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she saw his car, but didn't think it was weird because people did stay over all the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, she noticed that there was an outside light on near the garage, and so she went to the garage to turn it off. Wait, but there- And then she made her way back to the servants, the service entrance at the back of the house. Okay. So anyway, she goes to the back of the house to go to the service entrance by the kitchen um and she takes a key from above the door to let herself in has missed three, three opportunities well and the killers missed three <laughs> opportunities to get inside the house i can't oh my god um she so yeah she lets herself in she picked up the phone in the kitchen and that's when she noticed that the phones were dead um and thought that she needed to alert somebody um, yes. And that's Smart. when she turned around. That's when she saw the trunks that had been delivered yesterday for Sharon on the floor. Okay. Because remember, they got delivered and the gardener signed for them. So they yes. were delivered after she left. So, like, she didn't know mm-hmm. what these trunks were. So that's what she focused in on them. And then she noticed that there was blood on them. I can't believe it took her this long. 
Well, she wasn't expecting anything, and they did say she picked up the mail on the way in, so she probably was, like, looking at the mail, and then she looked up and saw the light. Like, she just didn't look, you know, around very much. Um, Until she sees the blood on the boxes. So, yeah, she sees the blood on the cases, and then she notices there's blood next to them, and there's bloody towels nearby, and there's more blood all down the hall into the living room. Um, wait, were they just, like, straight up running blood down the halls? Well, they were. Cha- well, I think the blood down the hallway was all from Wojtek when he was, was fighting uh, with, I think it was Susan, and she was stabbing his legs, yeah. and then Tex came over and started beating, beating him. him. So I think that blood is probably all Wojtek. And then Abigail ran for it. She ran for it from her, her room, room over the around the pool. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So then, when she's noticing all of the blood everywhere, she also notices that the front door is slightly opened. Which, had she, had I ever, if I ever see a door open in a house, I'm not going in. Oh, yeah, no. I'm not going in. I'm not going. I hate that. And I hate the fact that she, like, noticed it, like, after she was was in the house. was just cracked. I would assume that there's someone else in the house with me that is trying to kill me at that moment. Because you see the blood, you see the door open, you're like, shit, I just know something happened. But anyway, she notices the door, and through the open door, she sees blood on the porch... And then a body in the lawn. She completely misses. I just think it's such a cinematic way to find this scene. She's in she's in the hallway and she looks She's basically in the kitchen and she's able to see through through the the hallway hallway to the living room, but not everything in the living room, but just blood everywhere, and then she can see out the front door. And that's when she sees, she sees the, the body. body. I don't even think she noticed, like, who it was. She just she saw, saw a body. body in a lawn, and then this is when she starts screaming. Because she can't call anyone either. At least yeah. not on the landlines. Yeah, she can't. So she runs out, and she runs, like, a different way this time. And so this time she actually passes Steven's car, and she sees Steven. Oh, this poor lady. Um, so she, like, gets out the gate, and she starts banging on people's doors, screaming... Murder! Death! Bodies! Blood! Like, she's just freaking the fuck out. Like, oh my god, this poor lady. (laughs) She's just trying to come to work on a normal day doing her job. Yeah, and she was, like, worried about being late. Late. Oh. Like. Oh. So, um, as Mrs. Chapman comes, like, running down the hill, screaming, there's a 15-year-old warming up the car for his dad. When she just starts screaming at him and, like, banging on his family's door, too. So his parents come out, and they're trying to, like, calm her down. And then the 15-year-old Jim is the one who calls the cops. And then because he was a Boy Scout, he noted that it was 8.33. Like, he remembered looking at the time. Solid. Good job, man. Him and his dad then went up to the gate to see as much as they could. Mm-hmm. Um, Without, like, trespassing? Yeah. I think they could kind of see Steven from where they were, maybe. Was in his car. Could they see the front lawn from the gate? No. Because no. it's just that they, Yeah, they drive. just couldn't see it. But then they ended up having to call the cops two more times. Why? Because the cops just didn't pick up the first time? No, they did. But they didn't have a record of any call except the third call. So cops didn't know to go over there until they called the third time. Fucking cops. Um, okay, well... So this is when the LAPD starts shining. Oh, yeah, really just awesome people. 
Um, yeah. Uh, they start off super strong because everyone that arrives says they arrived at different times than they did. One of them oh says God. they arrived um, before Mrs. Chapman got there. Nope, that's not right. No, no, it's not. So um, they all would have had to arrive after, like, 9 o'clock. No, she got there around, like, you know, a little after 8.30. Well, they made the first call at 8.33, Wait. and they didn't... It took them two more times. Probably nobody would have gotten there around 9. I think the earliest somebody could have gotten there was maybe 8.45 if they were rushing. Maybe. But there's no, no way. idea. There's no yeah, way. There's, there's no, no way, way someone got there at 8.40 or 8.30. They didn't um, even call until 8.33. It took him three calls. Yeah, they don't have a record of... of okay, wait. He called at 8.33 the first time. Then they went up to look through the fence, mm-hmm. and then they had the to go back The third phone calls. call is logged at 9.15. So who got there before that phone call? If it wasn't even logged, exactly. nobody if could no have. one knew to come out there until 9.15, there's no way... So everyone's fucking lying. Everyone doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's what's going on. That sounds about right. On par for the LAPD. But when everyone does get there, also this is not homicide detectives, this is just normal police. No. They find- Blood. Murder. Death. Let's just send the normal guys in. Mm -hmm. They can handle this. Um, so they find Steven first, of -hmm. course. And then they, the three officers walk up to the house where they see the two bodies on the lawn. Yeah, boy, Tech and Abigail. They said they looked almost like mannequins, but had they been dipped in red paint and thrown onto the lawn? I hate that description. I mean, I hate mannequins, but that also just means there was so much blood. Yeah. It's... You can't even tell that they're people at that point. Um... So the first one they find is Wojtek, who was still dressed in his, like, normal day clothes. Mm-hmm. And he was um, lying on his side with his head resting on one arm and the other hand still clutching the grass. Oh, my God. Like, he probably was still trying to crawl, crawl. away. Um, Abigail was 25 feet past him and was face down with her arms stretched out over her head, wearing a nightgown, which they thought might have been white originally. Weren't even sure there was just that much blood. Yeah. Um, the cops saw the cut screen, um, and then they went around to look for more entry points because I think they still thought people could be in the house. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I mean, the screens weren't on the nursery. Yeah, that's how they end up finding the nursery windows, and two cops climb through there, and once they're in, um, the other detective, which I think is, like, De, De Amos, goes in the front door. Because mm-hmm. it was open. Didn't notice the footprints on the floor of the porch, and was These near. People are just really bright. Aren't and they? he was nearly um, inside the house before he saw the word written in blood on the door. What was written in blood? Pig. Yes. But he like almost got inside before seeing it. So then they all meet in the living room. Clearly nobody's in the house. They noticed the trunks, which were, like, all over the place, so they figured they had been knocked over mm-hmm. in whatever fight yeah. had happened. And they find these, like, horn-rimmed glasses, which is, like, besides the trunks. Okay. Was it one of the people who dropped them? No. The glasses have nothing to do with it. They belong to nobody. 
They also found pieces of the broken gun on the carpet, also near the right. trunks. They broke the gun. Um, then they went, they had to go to the couch before they were able to find Sharon and Jay. Mm-hmm. Sharon was on her side in a fetal position, looking like she was trying to protect, protect her, her stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, and she appeared to be smeared with blood. So, like, they smeared her with blood? I just think after? there was so much blood, it looked like they had, like, painted her with blood. Wow. Um, the rope was still around her neck, and they noticed that one part of the rope went up over a beam on the ceiling, and another one... So they were straight up gonna hang her. Mm-hmm. And Jay, because they were attached. Yeah. Um, so they followed the other end of the rope, which led them to Jay. Wasn't Jay right next to Sharon? He was, like, a little bit away. So if they were looking at, like, they probably Just saw Sharon. him, but, like, if you follow the rope, yeah. you'd still end up at Jay. Um, he was on his right side with his hands up near his face and head, um, and his face had been covered with a bloody towel. So they went around the rest of the house, but there was, like, no blood anywhere besides the living room, and there was, like, a bloody fingerprint on the French door in Abigail's room which they correctly deduced someone had used to get out. Um, and then as they went out onto the pool, they saw the guest house. Yeah. So they could barely see the corner of it, but they ended up going out there. Um, as they approached it, they heard the very first noise they had heard since coming onto the property, which was a dog barking. Mm-hmm. And then a guy saying, shh, be quiet. He probably thought there were still people there. Um, I will get there. Yeah. So now we get some more instances of cops being great. Um, this is going to piss me off, isn't oh, it? Oh, it definitely is. I was so mad for a while. They I mean, all... I've seen a lot of cases, and the police are just fucking up every time. Well, this is more of, like, cop actions that reflect now. Great! That's Perfect! So, all three officers charged in um, and startled Garretson, and he all of a sudden had three goins. Goins. Three guns pointing straight at him. All of a sudden, like, in the blink of an eye. Okay. His dog, of course, freaked out. Yeah. Because there's people in the house that he doesn't know. Um, He lunged at one officer, who in turn... Slammed the door on the dog's head. No! Yes. No! Right? What the fuck? The dog's fine. Oh, thank God. But he pinned the dog with the door on his head until Garrison got the dog to calm down. It's just a fucking dog. And I think it was a Weimariner. Like, they're not particularly vicious. They're kind of bigger dogs, but they're not... Mean. It's not like it was like a pit bull or a German Shepherd. Not yeah, that those I'd are be... bad either, but like exactly. those have a bigger bite than a Weimaraner does. What? I was like, "Are you serious?" No. Like, like, yeah. Look at my my face that I put now next to that. It was like, no. You have to be fucking. Are you me. fucking kidding me? All right, I already have it out for these cops. Mm-hmm. So then Garretson said later that they knocked him down handcuffed him, yanked him back up, dragged him outside, and then pushed him back on the ground. You guys don't know shit about what happened. Um, 
Of course. You have no warrant for his arrest. You can't do anything. Like, and what killer kills everybody, leaves them there, and then just chills? In the guest house with a dog. This, I mean, I understand it looks weird. He is the only person alive on the property, but... I still... Still. And they hadn't even told him what happened yet. Yeah. They were just in the house. He doesn't know what's going on. Um... So then, of course, the cops later disputed this claim um, uh, and deflected figure. all the blame. And then, like, there was even in the book I was reading, Helter Skelter, there's, like, dialogue between the cops and, like, somebody else. And it's like, did you push him down? It's like, no, he got down on his own. No, people don't do that. That's not... I, I don't like cops. So Gerritsen was now shouting, what happened? What's the matter? Um, But, and so then the cops yank him back up and proceed to take him in the house. No! And show him the crime scene. No! And they make him identify each person. He's just having a normal day. Well, and he messed up some of the IDs, which, like, he confused, he thought Abigail at first was Mrs. Chapman. Mm-hmm. And he didn't recognize Steven at the time, which is a little weird, but I think he was in shock from seeing that much blood. Everyone was covered in blood, yeah. Yeah, like, I think, and there were, people were badly beaten, so I don't know how, in some cases, I don't know how he would have recognized them. But also, look at the morning he's had. Right. He was, like, pointed guns at, messed around, and then, like, had to walk into this brutal scene. Of course he messed shit up. He's freaking out. Yeah. He... <sighs> so, yeah. Um, you could have, like, told him what happened and been like, okay, can you come ID them for us at least? Well, and I don't know any cop who would take a, civ- at the time, civilian or suspect into a crime scene... Um, to identify, yeah. you're messing up evidence because there's other people now in this room. Mm-hmm. Like, anything you're touching, anything you're moving is fucking shit up. Yeah. So I don't know how you didn't preserve the crime scene. Um, so as they cart him out to the cars, one of the cops notices that there is, um, a blood on the gate button from the inside. Um, but he touches it anyway to open the gate. So that whole sample is now ruined, plus mm-hmm. now your fingerprint is preserved in the blood. Yes. Um, also, these are just a list of mistakes that I have written that they all did. Okay. Um, when the call went out, they didn't speak discreetly over the radio, so anyone listening over, including exactly reporters, heard everything, and they got there before more cops came. So reporters were there before trying to make sense of what was going on. I think they just knew whose house it was, so they started to call Jay, and people connected to Jay, and when they started to find out people hadn't heard from Jay, those people called Sharon's parents before cops even put out who it was, or Mm -hmm. even knew who it was. Um, Cops kicked evidence everywhere. And evidence ended up in different places. Like, those glasses I mentioned were now on a desk instead of by the trunks. That means someone had to touch it and pick it up Mm -hmm. and move it. And the gun pieces were now on a chair. 
Uh, also not near the trunks. Um, officers came in from the porch and tracked blood inside from the porch. Um, what else do I have? Oh, and continued messing up the crime scene. And then, would you like to take a guess at what time the actual homicide detectives got there? Around noon? No, 1.30 p.m. That's when homicide cops got there. I have no words for any of this. Yeah. Um, originally they thought it was a drug-related crime, like a drug-related death. Oh, yeah, pregnant lady and her friend doing drug-related shit. No, yeah. that doesn't make sense. Um, it also took them a long time to figure out who Steven was. That's so sad. Wasn't his mom, like, looking for him? Probably. Um, but they needed, they ended up having to run his license plate and fingerprint to figure out who he was. And then the officer dispatched to inform the family went there handed his father a business card with a number on it, and then walked away. So then they called the number, and they got, that was the number to the coroner, and they asked if you have my son, and they said, we've got a body here. Do you want to come identify it? My God. So no one told them their son was dead. They just handed him a business card to the coroner's office and was like, figure it out. Like, it said, it said that he didn't say anything to them. Like, he just gave them this. Didn't even tell them it was about a son. He just handed them a business card. That's what I heard. That's what I read. It's fucked up. What the fuck? Then they really tried to saddle... The cops really, like, wanted Garretson to be... Garretson didn't do shit. They really wanted him to be the problem, and they were, like, putting it out there that they had a suspect in custody. Like, they were trying to tell everybody that they were on this when they were not on this. Not anywhere near on this. Um, but, so, after two days of interrogation and a polygraph that, like, proved that they couldn't tie to him to anything, they had to let him go. And the mm-hmm. cops had nothing at this point. Also remember, like, on the 10th, they were told that, hey, we have a different murder somewhere else. And they didn't put And it they didn't look it up. Okay, so now we're into the LaBiancas. Um, the LaBiancas had a 15-year-old son who was on a camping trip when his parents died. Oh, this poor kid. And he was the one that came home. Um... He How many would, days after? I think it was, like, the next day. This um, would be like if we went to OSS and I came back and you and Theo and Mom were dead. Yeah. Um, so he was dropped off by uh, parents of the school, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and he noticed that some stuff was weird about his house. Like, his dad's boat was still out and Leno never let it, let it stay out overnight. Yeah. He also noticed that the shades were all the way drawn, which he had never seen before, and the kitchen light was on. Um, But when he knocked at the back door, nobody answered him. So then he goes to, like, this burger joint down the road and finds a payphone. He calls his house and nobody answers. And so then after, like, a lot of different phone calls, he finds his sister, who also hadn't heard from them. Mm-hmm. So she told Frank to stay where he was, and then an hour later, she and um, her boyfriend picked him up, and they okay. took him back to the house. 
So they used a secret key to get in for the back door. The boyfriend, Joe, asked Susan, Suzanne, um, to stay, the daughter, to stay outside. And then he goes in with the son, Frank. But he, he, go with the kid? he goes in before him. Like, he's okay. the first one to go in. So they get into the living room. I just don't think he wanted anyone to see anything. I definitely think he didn't want Suzanne to see anything. Yeah, that's fair. I get it. Your instinct is to protect your girlfriend. Yeah. So they get to the living room, and that's when they see Leno. So, like, Joe grabs the kitchen phone and then worries about the crime scene, so he puts it back down and pushes everybody out the door. So, like, they don't find Rosemary. Like, he, they got a glance at Leno, and it was not good. Like, they could see yeah. him on the f- ground, and he had, you know, the carving fork still sticking out of his stomach. Oh, my God. So he pushed everybody out, and then um, told, he, like, kept trying to tell everyone that everything's fine. He was telling Suzanne, it's okay, we just, we have to go. But Suzanne had seen the writing on the fridge. So she knew something was yeah. wrong. Yeah. Well, because it was written in blood. Well, she just saw red writing. And, like, blood, when it dries, looks weird. Yeah. So, um, they end up, like, going to a neighbor's house to call the cops. Um, and then... Smart. Joe's smart. Yeah. And so then the cops come, and they find Leno, and then later Rosemary. One officer that arrived on the call had only been on the force for a little over a year, and this was the first time he'd discover a body. Okay. Poor baby. I mean, how often do you discover bodies? Yeah, I don't know. Um, they labeled this uh, murder a crime of robbery homicide, but didn't think that there was any connection to the Tate murders. Oh my god. Um, now, on the different part of the world, in a different office, on August 16th, the LA Sheriff's Office d- raided the Spawn Ranch because they believe the family had been stealing Volkswagen bugs, which they had been, for their doom buggies that they needed in Death Valley. Oh my god. And, um, they had been watching the ranch be- for an, an auto theft ring. Um, so they, they go in. Not even for the murders. No, they go in, they arrest everybody, but they had put the wrong date on the warrant, and so they had to let everybody go. You have to be fucking kidding me yeah only at the end of august did the la bianca detectives make a connection to the writing and the beatles okay they then went to the sheriff's office this is all the la bianca detectives not the tate detectives Mm -hmm. and they asked if they had any cases that looked similar and they said gary hinman um not the tates but gary no, well, because they didn't know the Tate ones. They said we have Gary because they oh, didn't have it's a it. Different office. This is yeah. the sheriff's office. They have the Gary Hidman one, and they had arrested the hippies Bobby. at Spawn Ranch. Yeah. So they, the sheriff's office, then tells the La Bianca detectives that they had Bobby's girlfriend, and then they, the La Bianca detectives, went to go talk to her. Okay. A month after that, they went to talk to the Straight Satans which was the gang that Manson had brought in to protect him. And then those members of the gang started giving information that seemed like the family could have had something to do with the murders. 
So this is all... The gang's had to protect themselves. They don't know shit to Manson. But, like, all of this footwork is being done by Los Feliz police. Because people Los on police People on the La Bianca murder. Yeah. Not the Tate one. The Tate one still didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Well, that's LAPD for you. Um... So the, but however, even with all this information, the real breakthrough came from Susan herself. When they had been put in jail, she blabbed to her cellmates about what she and the family had done. Oh my god. Wait, so they got the family on, um, Auto theft. Yeah, on auto theft. But they couldn't keep them for long, but they still got them. They got them, but they had to release them after a couple days because of the warrant. Like, warrants have to be super specific, and if anything's wrong, like, the whole thing gets thrown out, and they have to find a new way to get the information mm-hmm. they already had. But she, she... fucked him over. Yeah, well, anyway, so Susan was in jail, and she told her cellmates what happened, and then eventually those cellmates were like, hey, I've got some information for you guys. Just let us out, and we'll tell you. So... Um, now we're in December, and ish- warrants were issued for anyone who wasn't already in, ca- in like, captivity. It took them until December? It takes time to get shit, which is annoying. But what's weird was, like, at this point, people that weren't in custody, like, had spread out. Like, Tex was, so in, Tex was in, like, Alabama. Ew, um, not surprising, but ew. Linda had made her way to New Hampshire, and other people were in Alabama. Like, people had spread and they got pulled back and brought back to California. Mm-hmm. Um, they also was started... Was Charlie arrested? Charlie was already in captivity at this point. All right, well, they don't have their leader, so they don't really have any... Yeah, anger. I think him and Susan were in jail at the time that warrants went out. Okay. Um, so at this point, they also start collecting evidence. So a 10-year-old found a gun near the Tate house and handed it over to the police. But, like, the, the dad of the 10-year-old had to be, like... Take the gun. Oh my god. Um, when they raided the Death Valley ranch, they found um, the sword that had been used on Hinman in Manson's I buggy. They have a sword and a bayonet. And then um, a knife had been left in the cushion of a chair in the Tate home, which belonged to Susan, which she figured out she had lost. February 17th. Um, before the trial, they're trying to get started on one, and Charlie presents a motion to the judge. And this is what was written. Presented his own motion to the judge? Yes. So it says, Charles Manson, also known as Jesus Christ Prisoner, which reminds me of Jesus Christ Superstar. Superstar. (laughs) That was my joke from earlier. (laughs) Jesus Christ Prisoner. (laughs) Um, I mean, he wanted to be a superstar. Exactly. Uh, assisted by six other pro-peers who call themselves the Family of Infinite Souls, Inc. Okay. File a habeas corpus motion on behalf of Manson Christ. Manson charging Christ? the sheriff. Charging that the sheriff was depriving him of his spiritual, mental, and physical liberty. In an unconstitutional manner not in harmony with man's or God's law, and is being asked to be released forthwith. It's very well put for a maniac. Bet you believe it was denied. (laughs) Okay. So, 
The trial finally started on June 15, 1970, which is like a year after the murders. Okay. Oh, my God. Because it was in August of 69. Anyway, everyone had been in jail, though, since, like, November or December. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Linda had gone to the prosecution and was, like, had turned herself over. Okay. Um, they caught her I mean, she in... didn't really seem to care about it, No, so. Linda was the one that was the, like, lookout. Gabbing it. No, Linda was the... Susan gabbed. Linda was oh, the one that was the, the lookout that didn't, didn't really do, anything. do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So she turned herself over to prosecution, and she got full immunity because of the fact that she hadn't been involved in anything directly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she got full immunity with the... She didn't the, want to be there. With... Her testimony. So, because she was going to say everything that happened, they gave her immunity. Mm-hmm. Um, they also tried to give this deal to Susan, and in her deal was that they would take death penalty off the table if she were to talk. So, she'd still be in prison, but she couldn't be punished by death. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, she said, yeah, I'll do that, And, and but then in her testimony... She lied, and so they took the deal away. Oh, well, no shit. Um, she, which is Susan, Charlie, and Patricia were being charged with seven counts of murder and one con- one count of conspiracy. conspiracy. Leslie was only charged with two counts of murder and one com- conspiracy because she was only part of the LaBianca murders. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The first judge had originally let Charlie be his own attorney, but he was straight wildin. <laughs> so they forced him to get a real lawyer. <laughs> I'm God and you have to accept that. I mean, what is with these guys and like wanting to represent themselves? Like Ted People did this too. You have to follow all the lawyer rules if you're going to represent yourself. Mhm. Um, so I said the first judge, because Charlie got the first judge removed because he said that he was prejudiced towards him. Any proof? I don't know. But they took the judge out anyway. Um, Good, I want to... And replaced him. Case anyways. And then the first day of trial, Charlie shows up with an X carved into his forehead. Yeah. So over the next couple days, all the girls on trial and in the... Um, also carved X's into their foreheads. They were carved? Yeah, they carved them with a knife or various things that they had. And then the whole family also carved X's onto oh, their that's foreheads. That's going to leave a fucking scar. It did. And then later, in prison, Charlie turned his X into a swastika. And he I'm died sorry. with a swastika on his forehead. What? Yes. Because that was fucking how he was. Hang on, I'm gonna, I need to find a picture of this. Okay, well, I'm gonna keep going. Okay, yeah, you keep going. Um, the prosecution was really trying to unravel the whole Helter Skelter plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and Linda even offered up the, the new fact that Charlie had told her to take Rosemary's wallet and leave it in a black neighborhood. Because he wanted a black person to find it and use the cards so that they'd get caught and oh my God. this whole thing would be spun on them. The family at first would stand in the quarters and sing songs to disrupt the trial, but then they all made them, wit- like, the court made them witnesses and subpoenaed <laughs> them so that if they were there, they'd be, like, in more trouble. 
So then they ended up just standing on the sidewalk outside of the courthouse with the X's on their hands and knives sheathed on them, which was cons- which was legal. Like they That's were insane. They were carried what? in a way that was completely legal. So the cops they couldn't were, like, do anything. Hidden? No, I think they had probably like I think at the time if they were like stowed somewhere like how guns are. Yeah. Like you could have them. Um at this point the family was threatening witnesses. But it was not like proven at the time. Oh my but, like, god. Um they were trying to keep people from testifying. One was burned pretty badly in a car fire that was really suspicious. One was seriously drugged. Leslie's attorney went missing a few days before the closing statements. Oh my god. And was found after the sentencing wedged between two boulders in (gasps) Ventura County. Oh my god. Yeah. At one point of the trial, Charlie asked to question a witness, and the judge said, no. So he jumped over the table and charged at the judge. Yeah, that's going to look great for you, buddy. Yeah. The girls, however, all stood up at this point and started chanting in Latin. And then Charlie was attacked by security. This is borderline satanic. I mean, it's crazy. This is a motherfucking cult. Mm. I knew we were going to talk about cults. I Mm -hmm. didn't fucking... You did not like my least favorite (laughs) thing ever. All right. So... No words. November 16, 1970, the prosecution rested its case. And then what surprised everybody else was that the defense also rested. Um, Leslie, Susan, and Patricia were all mad that they weren't able to testify because they had all plan to testify and they were going to say that they had done everything and that Charlie had not been involved. But their lawyers That's bullshit. Yeah, their lawyers were doing their jobs and were like, quote, I'm not going to throw a client out the window. Like they weren't about to let these girls sacrifice themselves for a maniac just because they loved him. Like they yeah. were like, I'm gonna do my job and this wasn't what happened. So they're mm-hmm. not testifying. Good. So then, years later, Patricia did come out saying that um, the whole trial was scripted by Charlie. So the chanting, the the words, the he testimonies. He planned that. Like he w- told them to go crazy. Like everything that they did, he told them to do. What in the hell? Yeah, Charlie. What? Charlie did get to testify the next day, but his testimony demeaned his co-defendants, which were the girls that were also on trial. Mm -hmm. So the judge had to kick the jury out because they couldn't hear testimony that would, like, make them biased about the girls. So, like, they kicked him out and only the judge got to hear Charlie's testimony. So it didn't even fucking help him. Um, He spoke for over an hour. Oh, my God. And blamed the music and just claimed oh, yeah. he had nothing to do with what happened. That's clearly BS. He's like, I never told them what to do. I never said, go get a change of clothes and follow Tex and do whatever he says. Like, that's like shit he actually said on trial. Like, I didn't tell them to fucking do that. Which is bullshit. 
You fucking did. Yeah. They said so. <laughs> um, but at this point, the, the jury was really seeing through all of their shit. Yeah. Um, and this is when Susan came up with the, the, the second plan that they were trying to draw attention away from Bobby. But what she said was, um, Linda, mm-hmm. who was the one who had not done anything, yes, was actually in love with Bobby. And she had planned the whole thing so that Bobby would get released. That doesn't make any sense. When Bobby had a different girlfriend and Linda wasn't a part of the family at the time Gary Hinman died. That doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. And also the prosecution was like, yeah, but you've been planning this helter-skelter for months yeah. and years. So uh, explain that to me. Yeah, uh, so they're seeing through all their bullshit. And they were like, and then why'd you write all those things everywhere then? And she was yeah. like, I got nothing. <laughs> so that's what happened. Um, so now we're on sentencing. So the day of sentencing, Charlie showed up with a shaved head, and he had cut his beard, they call it a fork, but I think it's just that point. Yeah. That pointed beard. That's and, what he died with. Yeah. The same thing that he died with. Um, and the reason why is he said, I'm the devil, and the devil always has a bald head. That's not accurate. I don't, I don't understand where he got that. If you, I really like looking at old, like, renaissance sculptures of the devil because they make him so sexy. I'm sorry, but, like, <laughs> all beliefs, like, the devil was an angel at some yeah. point. So he probably had to be beautiful. He's oh, just yeah. rotten inside. Yeah. So I don't know why they depict him as some, like, gross person. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. 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 That's what you... I just want to know what it was like. Maybe I don't. I probably don't. But how interesting would it be to, like, have lived inside Charlie's brain for a little bit? To be like, what the fuck is going on in there? (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you just, like, you know, like, the inside out where it's like, do you ever wonder what's going on with people's heads? And his is just that. It's the cats, but all the cats are mad. Oh, my God. What a fucking crazy wackadoo nightmare. (laughs) Uh, on January 25th, 1971, the jury named all four, Charlie, Susan, Patricia, Patricia. and Leslie. What um, happened to Rex? Tex. I'll get there. Okay. 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 They were all found guilty on each of the 27 counts independently charged against them. Oh my god. You're never getting out. On March 29th, the jury gave them all death verdicts. And then on April 19th, the judge sentenced all four of them to death. Um, so Tex had been on the run since this. He had been yeah. issued, he had a warrant out for his arrest, but he'd been hiding, so no one had found him. Mm-hmm. He was eventually found in Texas um, and arrested. Go figure. And then extradited back to California. Mm-hmm. But his trial happened, I think, after they were sentenced. Okay. So that's why he wasn't a part of the trial. Yeah. Um, he was also found guilty of seven counts of murder and one conspiracy and sentenced to death, but his trial was much shorter. I think he well, was, yeah. I think his was only, like, a couple months. I mean, he's the one that killed everyone, so... I don't know, yeah. I don't know how he could walk into that courtroom and think he'd be fine. 
Yeah, he did there's everything. There's no way. So the next year in 1972, California abolished the death penalty. So that's why all of oh. their sentences got changed to life in prison. Okay. So now we're at our where are they now? All right. Um, in a later interview, Gerritsen did admit that he had seen some of the murders and heard them. What do you mean he saw them? Like, he saw Abigail running? Or? I just think he heard shit going on, stepped yeah. outside, and saw pandemonium. It was like... And then was like, nope. I can't. And I don't blame him for that. Neither do I. They didn't... They did say that they don't know why he didn't offer that up at some point. I he just think... thought he was gonna get convicted with what the police did to him when they first found him. I just think he was really scared. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, first I think he was worried if he had said that he had seen them, um, he would have been labeled with yeah. the crimes, and then I think after they didn't know who did it, I think he was worried people would come after him. I mean, mm-hmm. and then I think during the trial he didn't say anything because he was seeing people go missing yeah, everywhere and get attacked. And mm-hmm. also, maybe when he looked out, he didn't see enough to actually help the investigation. Probably not. He probably just saw people running and heard a bunch of screaming. Yeah. And so, he he probably just ducked back in with his dog. Oh, yeah, that's what I would have done. I would have hid. And so, I think that when the cops showed up, he thought, maybe people are still out there. Yeah, well, that's exactly what you would have thought. Sure, so the screen died down, but you don't, you don't know if they're still out there. Yeah, you like, don't know if the people decided to move into the house. Yeah. So I think he was prepared to be there until he knew otherwise. Mm-hmm. Charlie died in prison in November of 2017 from a I heart attack that. and complications of colon cancer. Great. I condone colon cancer for you. Yeah. But he did get to pain. live until 83. Which is rude. Hope he died in pain. I know. It's just really annoying because, like, he wanted to stay in prison, and then here he is. He got to end up back yeah, in prison. Yeah, he got exactly what he wanted. So it's, like, it's just shitty. Like, it's so hard to be, like, I, d- I wanted him to die, but I don't think it's fair that all of these people died, and you got to just... He got exactly what Exactly what you wanted. Like, you're, you're more comfortable being in jail than outside. So yeah. what's the point? The only thing you didn't get was a music career. Mm-hmm. Um, so Leslie, Leslie Van Houten, appeals her case every year, but um, at the very beginning, Sharon's mom went to every single appeal hearing to speak against her. Fuck yeah. Um, she also started, like, a witness foundation. I remember that, yes. Um, yeah. So she did a lot for victim rights after yes. Sharon's death. And then when Sharon's mother died, her sister Deborah took her mom's place and has yep. started going to each hearing saying, no. you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> um, yes, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, so Leslie has been denied like a, an appeal or a parole every time she's tried. Because people are testifying against her. Yeah. Okay. Um, in 2008, Susan got brain cancer, oh, and she applied for compassionate release. Is that even a thing? I think it is for, like, criminals who, like, that way they can die. Yeah, they they're not their a, last life. Yeah, like, they're not, like, a danger to people anymore, but they want to die not in jail. Mm-hmm. But they said no. Okay. 
And then she uh, went up for, she asked for parole, and they also denied that for the 18th time in 2009. <laughs> and she died 22 days after they said no. All right. So she died in jail, where she deserved to be. Yep. Um, Tex has been denied parole 17 times. Good. And the last time he asked, which was October 27th of 2016, they said, you can't ask again for five more years. I have the most information on Patricia, and she fucking sucks. I told you this in episode one, that we hate Patricia. Um, I mean, there's no way Tex is ever getting out, so. No, he's gonna die in there. Yep. Um, so Patricia has also asked for parole pretty much every year, and she's been denied every time. Yep. A big reason why is because back in 2004, a parole hearing, and they asked her who she'd place at the very top of the list of people she's harmed, and what was her response? Me. Oh. My God. She put herself number one. I've hurt all these people, but most of all, myself. I am the most victimized of this entire thing. And it gets worse. It gets worse? Um, so in 2011, they... didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. In 2011, they ruled that she couldn't ask again for seven years, just because of the brutality of the crimes, and Uh because 80 letters had come in urging them to keep her in jail. Good. 80 different letters. 80 different people were like, do not let this lady out. Do not let her out. So that would have been 2019? What, 2011? So, 20 years, 2018. So, but it was in 2011 they said you can't ask again. Yeah. Um, so in 2016, she wanted, she demanded to get her case looked at again. Because no. she claimed to have battered woman syndrome. What? That is something that comes out for women who are forced into crimes by domestic abusers. Not what this situation is. No. Like, those are for cases that, like, they kill their, their husbands mm-hmm. or, um... Their rapists like, or abusers you know, or whatever. Like that's something they use for that. Yeah. But it's specifically in cases of, like, an immense relationship where they usually end up killing their spouse. Yeah. Because they're abusive. Yeah. Um... Not the case here. No. Which is what Deborah Tate says, which is Sharon's sister. Yeah. She came before the board to state that Patricia has always shifted her actions onto other people and blamed her her decisions on other people. Um, And she said she is not a victim because she chose to participate in this. Yeah. And afterwards, she stayed with the family... Yep. The whole time. Like, there was never... You have that X on your face. Like, there was never a time where she tried to leave. And then got brought back in. Like, she was there day one. Oh, yeah. So, they, um... So then, when she could finally ask again, she was denied again for release. Um, and she can't ask again until 2022. Probably dead by then. Patricia Cranwinkle is the longest incarcerated woman in California. Right on. And she deserves to be, so. I hate her. Yeah. She sucks. Like, yeah, listen to that interview she does. She doesn't, like, she doesn't think she did anything wrong. Like, she thinks she's really a victim. 
What is wrong with these people? And that's all I got for the rest of the case. Like, right. I wrapped this case. You did it! It took forever. Yeah, this was a really long one. I wanted to tell it right because yeah. it's a biggie. It's our first biggie. Um, and then, like, there were, like, times I tried to cut information out, and I was like, nah, yeah, this, this is, is important. important. So, yeah. I wanted to make sure I got, like, all the stuff, and it just ended up being yeah. this long. Well, you got all that information in there. It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that was that. Charles Manson. That was an intense case. Of uh, just so maniacs and I. Uh, what are your final thoughts? Shit, be crazy. Uh, police suck, except for the LaBianca's case. They were doing all right. They're they were trying at least. Yeah. And they didn't seem like they fucked up the crime scene. Yeah. Um. Everyone deserves to be in jail still, if they're not already dead. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. fucking go, Deborah Tate. I love you. Yeah, all of the Keep Tate doing sisters what you're doing. have been amazing. Like, the Tate family has just really done the most with this tragedy. Good. To just yeah. try and make the world better. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just awful. Yeah. <sighs> so sorry for Steven and his parents and the way that was handled. That was so fucked up. And the whole, and the dog. Oh my yeah, god. and the dog. Oh my god. I can't, can't even with the dog. Um, and this is why I hate cults. <laughs> I just don't like the mentality of cults. Like, yeah. that's c- creepy. Like, the whole group, the group crazy. You yeah. Know? Like, the fact that he was able to convince, like, 20 people that he was Jesus, Jesus. and there was going to be a race war. I, the Beatles are speaking to me through this album, and there's going to be a war with the black people rise up and take over. Gosh, such a disaster. What's wrong with these people? Ugh. Well, how did you like this feeling of, of not being Sharon Tate a person, but Sharon Tate a starlet about to be star? No, no, I don't like that word starlet at all because there's no such thing actually i feel at least at my estimation that every person if they want to be an actress if they want to stay in the acting world which is a pretty tough world before you even make an appearance it's very necessary to learn your craft first and take as much time and do as much as you can my idea is the full-time job is to learn your craft and also to try to keep yourself what you really are. Oh, what a beautiful person. Like She's so sweet. Like, that whole interview, she wasn't trying to yeah. be anybody. Ugh, it just kills me. I know. And her baby. I really wonder what she could have been. Yeah. After this. And Maybe I wonder. There's a parallel universe where, she, you know, she's still I mean, there. There's parallel universes where all other outcomes happened. So many. And, you know, I so just. So many. You know, you never know how many days you get. Yeah. 
But exactly. I do think she made the most of hers. And yeah. I think Abigail did a lot of good, and Jay did a lot of good, and... Can't you speak know. for uh, Voltec, but... Voltec, I think, was just living, living his life. life. So that's not bad either. Right? That's what people gotta do. <sighs> well. Well. Next week will be more fun. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot prepared for next week, so it's probably going to be a little bit more bantery. But we could maybe use the break. I don't want to give too much away of what's coming up. You'll get the notices if you go to our Instagram, but yeah. we're going to start jumping into our pre-Halloween stuff, so yes, it'll be... Yes, yes, It's going to be fun, because August is almost over. Yes! It's going to get cooler again, and just so much nicer. Thanks right, for sticking yeah. with us through this really long case. I guess this is what you can expect from really big cases from us. You know, Probably. just expect that we're gonna take a while to tell the full story as much as we can. We'll get better at this. We're still kind of new to it, but um, I expect that it'll probably be something like this. So to look at our pictures from this case or any other cases, yeah. just go on to our Instagram. It's um, nope underscore I'm underscore scared. Uh huh. And if you have any listener tales or Tidbits, true crime stories or great hometown murders, um, things you want us to know or anything you want to say, we have an email at nope I'm scared podcast at gmail dot com. Right. Chat with us. We'll be like pen pals. Yes. We're we're friendly. Yeah. We will write letters. Letters are fun. Emails. We'll we'll kick it old school because apparently I'm retro now. <laughs> That's, you made it! I'm so old, apparently. <laughs> God, I hate it. Crocs are coming back. What is this? <laughs> Alright, we're gonna wrap it All up, right. guys. Yeah. Alright. We'll It'd see you next time. Halter swells her in here. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and that's me. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. Ba, ba, ba.